everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Fish Bites, the Miami Herald's Miami Marlins podcast. I'm Jordan McPherson. He's Andre Fernandez. How are you doing this Tuesday morning, Andre? Well, as I sit here, slowly chewing my away at my cereal, my breakfast here, I want to let people know that we're recording this at 7.50 a.m. because my co-pilot here on this podcast is a trooper, and he is doing some old-school journalism these last 24 hours, staking out the situation over at Roger Dean Stadium, seeing, you know, waiting, like a lot, like a few other reporters out there that are doing it as well, side by side with them, to the wee hours. I got a text this morning that said that the timestamp was 3.15 a.m., saying, I think they're getting close. They're going to restart at, what time, with 8, when they restart restarting, uh, No, they're restarting at 11 a.m. today. 11 a.m., okay. So they're getting more sleep than he is, but anyway. You'll be out there again, and yes, MLB may be close to finally hammering out a deal. And I can tell you, Jordan McPherson will be among the reporters on site to let you know what happens and what the details are. And we're going to talk about those details as well. But yeah, yeah, we big will news talk in Marlins land. Yeah, we will talk about those details, including the 16 and a half hours of back and forth negotiations that took place that. We won't, we won't go over all 16 and a half hours, no, 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 thankfully. No, but. no, we will have a Rear's Digest version of what occurred through those 16 <laughs> and a half hours that, A, made a deal come close to fruition, or at least closer to fruition, and B, made MLB decide to extend its deadline from Monday, being the cutoff day before opening day gets camped, gets pushed back, to giving the players until 5 p.m. today, Tuesday, to get things done. But about two hours up, two hours into my time up in Jupiter on Monday, got some local news that took a little bit more priority. And if you don't know it by now, <laughs> you, you probably have not been paying too much attention on the Marlins side. Derek Jeter, CEO Derek Jeter, and the Marlins organization, quote, agreed to officially end their relationship, as said in a statement by Chairman and Principal Owner Bruce Sherman. Jeter was the CEO for four years ever since Sherman's ownership group took over when they bought the team from Jeffrey Loria in 2017. Jeter was there for four seasons. He was entering the last year of his contract. And I'll be honest, it completely caught me by surprise. I know I wasn't alone. I know there's people inside the Marlins organization who did not see it coming. And just, Dre, what was your news, What your reaction when – a, I sent the text to you, and B, we had that little mini freakout after the first run-in of the first filing of my story. My initial was, "Wow, already!" I, I, we knew this was going to be the final year of his contract, so I, I was thinking this might happen after this season, especially considering this is the this is the key year where you want to see if this team can finally make a big jump or not. I thought he'd wait it out and maybe see where see where it went after that but it's interesting because it kind of shows you maybe where his mindset was where maybe they were as a team as, as an organization you know between what he envisioned for them what they envisioned for it what was accomplished obviously what wasn't accomplished and i mean it's very interesting to see now where this team goes you know does it kind of take that same track and keep progressing or or does it actually make progress, really? Because, I mean, we're going to talk about it, but, I mean, yes, there are things that have gotten better with this with the franchise, but there are also 
a lot of things that we're still kind of we're still in a holding pattern saying okay when is this finally if it's finally going to happen or when are they going to take that you know big leap forward you know because the the covid year it was nice but kind of a mirage in terms of what it was in terms of getting to the playoffs and whatnot i mean but now in a full-blown and i said that yesterday i was on i did a couple of radio spots people were asking like about the whole jeter situation i'm like well this is the year that i was waiting to see this is the one this is the one where were they going to do something were they going to they actually went you know they didn't go out and get signed the world in the off season, but they did make some moves and you hope that that would start to kind of balance it out, complement you know, what they have in the farm system and, and the prospects that have made it up. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's very, it's not a surprise to me that he left. It's just the timing of it surprised me because I really thought this was coming later on, but it just shows you maybe you know, this. And, and again, I, I don't believe in last minute. I think that even if maybe, Obviously, the situation baseball's in right now. Guys aren't really talking uh, to others as much because of the lockout. But, you know, that this wasn't – Jeter just woke up yesterday and said, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore. No, that, I, I, I believe in, like, this – things happened, like, already for a while. Maybe there was already some thought of, of him doing this already. But, it's, I mean, the news obviously did blindside a lot of people, but I, I, I'm just surprised by the timing of it. Oh, I agree with that. And I think we were both in agreement that – we would. We both thought last year of the deal of his contract. If things continued to play out the way they played out, it'd be okay. You did your five years. That's the end of it. If they somehow finally everything broke through, they looked like the team that he was hoping they'd be able to field. Obviously, sooner than year five, then maybe things happen. They renegotiate. They continue. They continue, and he continues on as CEO. But. For him to go out, for him to do it before the season, obviously the timing of it to do it about an hour, hour and a half into negotiations starting on the day that MLB basically says, yeah, we need to figure things out today or opening days getting pushed back. The timing, again, it's sort of your the baseball's version of a Friday Friday night news dump, but to, and basically just trying to find a way for it to go under the rug with bigger issues happening across the sport but you also look at it he's Derek Jeter he's a winner he's the hall of famer all of this and whether the optics look that way or not he it and regard and depending on the way that it actually unfolded inside it makes gives it at least the vision or the optics of him choosing to go out on his own terms and obviously it would be hard, tough, weird for anyone to say, yeah, I'm firing Derek Jeter. So there's also that potential factor in there. And I will also go back to the COVID comment, the 2020. The playoff part of it was a positive. The rest of it for the way the rebuild was going completely set them back. When you look at no minor league season, that was the year where a lot, as we've harped on, I can't even remember how many times on this, how all of their main guys, that was their key year development. First year for, for JJ, first full season for the guys like JJ Bleday, Peyton Burdick, that 2019 draft class game, their first full season of minor league development completely gone. The five pitchers from the, or the six pitchers from the 2020 draft class, not getting that, that two months to do everything. It was just the alternate training site and seeing how many guys 
struggled when you started 2021 and realized that this spot, this however many year plan got pushed back to the point where maybe last year would have been the year they made the jump. They had to, they now had to wait until the upcoming 2022 season, whenever it actually starts to see if things are going to play out. And again, record overall, while we've seen a lot of individual success from players they brought in, like Sandy Alcantara from the Ozuma trade, a few of the draft picks are finally starting to get up there. They still, on the field, were the wins and loss column, 218, 327, fourth worst record since they took over in 2018. The wins and losses, at the end of the day, make the decisions. And could 2022 play out that it's finally what Jeter envisioned, even if he's not there? Yes, but the first four years, again, we saw that the success while working in, in individual players collectively, it still didn't show up. I just wonder how much of this is just the the revenue decisions too, mm-hmm. because you wonder in the, in the grand scheme of things, like I said before, like, yes, they did spend some in the off season, but I mean, if you put that on a larger lens, whoop they do. It's not like they went on a major spending spree. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much it's, and we don't know this obviously, but, but, did he not think they were ever going to take a take a leap in terms of spending more, you know, to, to really be? I mean, not, the Marlins are never going to be a high payroll team. We're not talking Yankee spending or anything like that, but enough to really make a difference and really bring some some difference makers, to, you know, to this team to complement that young talent. Like, I wonder if just. For, you know, for whatever reason, even now that, you know, a few things got done, you know, the TV deal got done, the, the stadium got the sponsorship. I mean, and still it's sort of in that same level of money coming in. Did he kind of see the writing on the wall and said, this is as good as it's going to get and it's not good enough? You know, I don't know. I'm just saying that that could that's all that's all that could be part of why I said, OK, best of luck. It's been fun. And. You know, because again, like like you said, there he's. This is a Derek Jeter, someone who, yeah, he won his entire career as a player, and has not won as an owner or or a CEO. You know, quite the opposite. You know, very similar to other high profile figures in sports that it's not gone well as an owner. Michael Jordan, you know, Wayne Gretzky, you know, the goats in their sports, but but then it didn't happen on on that other side. You know, and, and now I, I wonder if, you know, going back to the Marlins, I wonder if that, that has to be, to me, that has to be a big part of it. Like maybe he just thought, you know, there are either this is as good as it's going to get, or I don't think they're ever going to be, I've been waiting for, we've been trying for four years. Yeah. And does he just not see that it's just not going to happen? I don't know. And again, I keep saying like, this was the year. Like I said, I wasn't expecting them to suddenly go into the maybe have the, a World Series run, but it was kind of the year where you you, you thought maybe in a real 162 game season, which still we don't know if that's going to happen, but closer to that, are you going to see some major results when it comes to wins and losses? Are you going to see at least tangible results where it's not oh they won five more? No, like really, you're looking at the team looking like. You're close. You're at least close to being a playoff contender, a play, you know, or, or or even more than that. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't see that anymore. Yeah, and 
uh, our colleague Barry Jackson has said that has reported between the upgrade TV deal and stadium naming <laughs> rights, that's about $38 million in extra revenue that they didn't have before that. Right. On December 1st, the last time we got to actually talk with uh, Bruce Sherman at the press conference announcing Avisayo Garcia signing and Sandy Alcantara's expen- uh, extension, Barry asked Bruce Sherman outright, that $38 million, is it going to primarily be used for payroll or for other expenses or what have you? All Bruce Sherman said was, we're going to do whatever we can to win. No direct, no direct money, no direct answer, no anything. And so we don't have the clarity on what they're going to do. Yes. We saw them make some moves signing out Garcia, extending Sandy Alcantara five years, 56 million. Uh, The Marlins making trades for, Jacob Stallings and a Joey Wendell. They have, I think, 12 or 13 guys still left who, once all this stuff gets figured out with the CBA, who are going to go into arbitration and payroll is going to have to go up even just with their guys internally. So there is going to be more put in, but put into the payroll. But when you go from 27th in the league to maybe 24th, 23rd, again, like you said, it's not as much of a jump, and it's not as significant enough to, unless the Marlins fully become the Tampa Bay Rays and figure out every specific draft signing and make every trade basically perfect to a T, and almost all the decisions work out on the transaction front, it's not going to result in the regular, mm-hmm. consistent chance to be a playoff team that Cheater has been trying to make this team into or hoping that this team would become. And I got news for you. There's 20 other teams in the majors trying to be the Tampa Bay Rays, exactly. and, and and not even getting close. That that's a you know that's a unicorn or or maybe one of one of maybe one or two teams that really know how to do it that way. You know, and and, and that's the thing. You better be pretty darn smart and and successful in making your decisions to be that. But again, I, it almost feels like maybe he looked at it and said, "Do we have to be? Like, why can't we at least be?" More than that. And, and again, not to that Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox level of payroll, but maybe not be the strapped for cash team all the time. I mean, this whole thing was predicated on sustaining. Remember, that was the key word, sustaining or sustainability, whatever you want to, however you want to phrase yeah. it. But that was Sustain- what this yeah. whole sustainable success. Yeah, sustainable success. That's what this whole thing was hammered to death about. You know, this is going to be this is not going to be a blip. This team has had two blips in its existence. 97 and 03. This was not going to be that. This was going to be we're going to win and then we're going to stay there. Even if we don't win every year, but we're going to be in the fight every year. We're waiting. So, Yeah. And with that, one other comment in Derek Jeter's statement outside of him saying the vision or the let me get I don't want to misquote him. Obviously, the main one, which we have already said, talked about is him saying the vision for the future of the franchise is different than the one I signed up to lead. The other one that peaked my that perked my ears up was him saying the organization is stronger today than it was five years ago when they took over in the offseason of 2017. Would you agree with that assessment, Andre? In certain levels, maybe a little. And I guess it would, you know, the obvious is that if you look at the minor league system, yes, it's better overall in terms of depth. And even that, like sometimes I, you, if you really analyze and study with people, you look at some of the guys they had prior to 2017, 
the the minor leagues the problem with the minor league system was they would hit a couple of home runs here and there as far as like major stars that they brought in or drafted it was just after that there was a big drop off and there wasn't much there so it's not that it was totally just a wasteland there were i mean stanton came from somewhere right yelich came from somewhere right but it was after that it was having depth beyond that that they didn't have that they have fixed because now you don't have a Stanton per se, maybe, or you don't have a Yelich per se, but you do have a lot of pretty good quality beyond that, mostly pitching, but still. So I'd say, yes, in that sense, yeah, you could say they are a little bit better, but I mean, in the end, I mean, all people are going to care is results. And are they better? I mean, slightly, I mean, very, very slightly better than the the terrible season when that first year when they took over when they won 57 i mean yeah yeah a little bit better but is it like again it's, it's kind of like the spending conversation we just had are they that much better no it's not a massive jump i mean but again that's what this season me and many other people like you and others are curious about is like will will that finally happen this year and now he's leaving right at right at the at the starting right out right off the starting blocks they haven't even started the race and he's leaving it's like, okay. Yeah, no, I would agree with that sentiment. For me, it would be there's a foundation there, but <laughs> that foundation is relying heavily on a lot of guys who we either, A, haven't seen what they can do at the big league level yet or haven't seen enough of. Obviously, you have – and, again, this is excluding the starting rotation is, is probably the only thing. Again, that group between – Sandy Alcantara and Trevor Rogers, the one, two, if Edward Cabrera, again, and this is again, if Edward Cabrera turns out to be the high end guy, they think he is, which we saw, saw in spots during his debut last year. If Sixto Sanchez, whatever happens with him, if he's able to a stay healthy and B stay in shape, he'll be, and continue, continue his development. We saw in 2020, we've got pretty damn good rotation to work with, but Everything else is either role players or guys who have potential to be stars or at least quality starters that we haven't, that we really can't make judgments on because they either haven't done it yet or haven't done it enough. So there are pieces there. We see it with, again, with the depth in the minor leagues where there are enough guys to pick and choose from and hope that. You can pluck one or two at each position and it works out. But until they actually step foot on the big league field, until they actually do something that causes, that helps impact the win-loss record in a positive way, it's still really to be determined what exactly this franchise has. And it's yeah. that, and it's tough to fully evaluate it when the process is, when the prog process is still in progress. Right. They've been they've been hope dealers for for four years, and you know, and then there was a slight tease a couple of years ago, and you thought, hey, maybe, and then kind of crashed back down to earth last year. So it's like, at some point, that hope has to turn into reality, and then <clears throat> we're still waiting. But like you said, I mean, it's a lot of, I mean, there's always there's always a degree of that in baseball. Let's not kid ourselves. We don't sound like we're just ripping them, but. Again, and this is why uh, to compare it to other teams that have gone through this process, 
by this point you start to kind of show something you know what i mean by this point you name it houston atlanta a lot of these teams that that did it this way started to turn the corner at least a little bit i mean heck even the white Sox took forever and they finally turned the corner you know last year so you know where when's that corner i mean maybe maybe that corner is 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 close and we're we're, we're getting out of ourselves but hey marlins show it let's do it let's let's finally get there you know and then that's the thing i mean it's like there's there's still i still see a lot of things that make me think i don't know i'm not sure if they're at that corner yet mm-hmm. yep. and that's sort of bringing us to the last part of this of this segment of the episode where the marlins go from here and for me that's pointing to kim Eng specifically with Derek jeter out she until they have a new ceo and they figure out assignments who's doing what she's the head person in terms of day-to-day baseball operations. She's going to be in that position where she gets to make the final calls, make the final judgments, which is something I'm actually, I'm excited to see because again, in, again, last year, her first year as GM for that first off season that she had coming in post COVID year, didn't really get much in terms of stay because there really wasn't much they could do. There was so much uncertainty about their finances with, the TV deal expiring and just the uncertainty with the first year post COVID in general, that they didn't do make many moves. You started to see a little bit more of what she could do when she's able to be more hands-on this off season. And now with decisions flowing through her as the final chain of command, I'm intrigued to see what happens because again, we know with her resume, her background, what she's done in her past stops as AGMs for both the Yankees and for the Dodgers. I'm I'm excited to see and curious to see what she's able to do as the head decision maker. Yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, I think, you know, it's good that she's finally getting the real chance now to be the, the shot caller for real now. And, and it wouldn't be fair to really judge her on one season either, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, it, it, she, probably, it, she needs time too to, like, continue to make this the, the organization better. But, I mean... As brilliant as she may be, she needs the backing. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. You need some sort of backing because it's like a coach that I don't care how brilliant of a coach you are, you need talent to be able to win. And so, yes, I'm curious to see that too, but I hope that she's provided the means as well and has those solid, smart decision makers around her to 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 make this happen because if not it can only go so far definitely and on that note we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll transition from the Derek Jeter news in the Marlins to CBA negotiations and whether opening day is going to happen on March 31st and with that we will be right back another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back, everyone. And it is Tuesday, March 1st, which means it is MLB's deadline day, round two. MLB originally said that Monday, February 28th, was the absolute drop-dead deadline day that a collective bargaining agreement had to be in place in order for players to have enough time in spring training to be ready for the season on March 31st. Obviously, a deal was not made Monday night. Uh, The negotiations went about 16 and a half hours Monday going into Tuesday. There was not enough coffee or sugar-free Red Bull to in the world to keep. How many, Jordan? How many? I had two cups. I had two coffees from Crux, and I will say I knew they closed at five. I walked in at about I believe it was 4:52 to make sure I was able to time it so it lasted as long as possible. Did you put like they ask him like give me one of those trays? To put four of them in there, just stock up, just have all four, carry I, that back, put it in the fridge. I debated it, but it was late. It, they were short staffed, and Vicky, the owner, she's fantastic. I didn't want to do that to her right at the end of the workday. So, <laughs> and Vicky, if you're listening, I apologize. That may be the case. It may actually that may actually happen today, especially as we get <laughs> knowing that the deadline is five p.m. I, I'm, I'm sure so. Vicky isn't getting you only. As the person asking for tons of coffee these last 24 hours, nice. remember, you, you have a nice little section there, contingent of people that are in the same boat as you are. Worse, probably, have been there even longer. That's very so. fair. Yeah, no, there's there are about a dozen writers, a lot of national people. Most of them have been there since everything began. Today's going to be day nine of consecutive days of negotiation. There are at least a handful of the reporters have been there since day one. That group, we, yeah. get my cap to you. Y'all been incredible and... We don't know. We don't know if Vicky's one of our listeners. We hope she is. We love Vicky, but uh, you know, I, I'm sure she's happy because that means business is booming where normally it would be at this time for her if there was actually a spring training going on. Correct. So, but, or, you, did you sign? Did you sign your NIL deal with Crux Coffee? By the way, Jordan, uh, I don't have any athletic eligibility, eligibility <laughs> left. That's okay. that's long gone, and I don't know if it ever even existed. Anyway, all right. Uh, to bring this back on on topic, uh. MLB extended its deadline to 5 p.m. Tuesday, and MLB spokesperson is quoted as saying that the extension was made so that they could exhaust every possibility to get a deal done. We saw on on Monday it went from being slightly contentious with uh, the athletic reporting after the first meeting or two that owners were willing to say, yeah, you know what, we have no problem missing the first month if it means getting everything done the way we want it to thir- I believe it was 13 different back and forth meetings where they met the league and the players met in person. A lot of those were maybe four or five minutes where it's just they walk in, they give a new proposal, they go back and caucus, they come back, hey, we hey, we agree on this, but not on this. They walk back. A lot of and- walking from one tent to the other that was all over your cameras. Yeah, and sure. the thing is, it's the owners are the ones walking over to the player side the entire time. So 
the owners, if they had step goals to get in, they probably had that obliterated by meeting number six. And because watching through, they're going from basically one side of Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium to the other every single time they go back and forth. It's a solid. How many? How many? How many? Uh, how many gardening uh, gardener carts did they have to dodge on the way back and forth? Uh, we have a listener that wants to know that. <laughs> Oh, I'm assuming they're. I'm assuming they've had to had to deal with that after the first time. I think the owner said, "What the hell are you doing?" And then <laughs> everything got moved over after the fact. But okay. overall, there's still a lot that needs to be done. But there's getting closer to their final terms or terms that seem that like they'll be agreeable on both sides. Uh, one thing that looks like it's all but set is uh, the playoffs are going to expand to. Uh, the playoffs is going to be, I believe, it's going to be twelve. It's going to be twelve teams, and the league one at fourteen. So it'll be moving up six teams on each side compared to five. Which, again, we all knew playoffs are going to expand at some point. The league, the players being able to get it to twelve instead of fourteen, I think, is a benefit considering that gives them a bargaining chip for next CBA so mm-hmm. when the league's going to try one to expand it again. That at least gives them something they can hold on to for the next round of CBAs. CBA talks five years from now. A few of the other money-specific proposals at this point. And again, I want to caution, none of this is set in stone. A lot of it is fluid, and there's a chance that in order for other parts of the deals to get done, these monetary values could get fluctuated as a result. Uh, The league is currently offering uh, player minimum salaries to go up to uh, $675,000. The pre-arbitration bonus pool that the players have wanted for, again, guys who haven't gotten arbitration yet, the players have been wanting in the, I think their last offer, they tried to knock it down to $90 million. The league's last offer was $25 million. And the collective, and the CBT, uh, the league's latest proposal has a beginning at $220 million, which is about $10 million more than the 2021 rate. Uh, players, if I remember correctly, have been wanting $230 million for the starting point. But again, it's the fact that's basically they're at a middleman right now. So you're starting to see things coming together. They're the the players have basically saw a genuine interest from the league to get stuff done. Especially when Commissioner Rob Manfred he went to two of the he was in two of the thirteen meetings in person. Mm-hmm. Him physically showing up there and talking with the 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 player the player union lawyers and negotiators that showed that in the in the union's eyes was a sign of good faith a sign that they're in that the league does want to get stuff done and manfred whether he meant to or not after his second meeting which was 6 15 p.m so right around the middle of all negotiations as he's walking back a bunch of reporters and photographers were like rob any comment any comment and all he said was we're working at it which mm-hmm. I will say caused a great scene outside of the gate when every when I think I heard three reporters simultaneously go, we got an on the record quote. Because that was the first thing outside of just getting stuff from spokespeople or having to rely on sources who you can't directly quote. That was the first thing we were they were able to put a statement onto a person's name. And it was fighting for scraps out there. That's also it sucks, but hey, it's all you could get. Yeah, but at this point, after watching what they did, they went for, again, they went for 16 and a half hours yesterday yeah. going into this morning. They're going to try to hammer something out. 
they have six hours to get things done from when the clock starts at 11 a.m. to when it stops at 5 p.m. They have six hours. I fully anticipate things are going to go from start to finish. And we'll know, yeah. fingers crossed, by 5 o'clock. And hopefully it's 5 o'clock Eastern time that <laughs> a deal will, whether it'll be in place or not, and it doesn't just continue to drag out as as it did yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the fact that they didn't call it quits at six last night and then it would have been saying, all right, that's it. We're screwed. It's going to be this is going to drag for for another few weeks. But the fact that they're doing this, that they're they're waiting to the wee hours, like you just said, and, and, and even today trying to get it done and setting these strict deadlines. Good. You know, that's all that's the only reaction I have. Good. Like, it's finally that's good to see that they're they're trying to ha- they really are, it seems, trying to hammer this out. You know, and yeah, I mean, to to go over all of that, I would say to unpack all of that, I would say the 12 teams thing. I'm glad I'm glad to see that because I'm not a fan of watering down the postseason that much. You know, I mean, the fact that I mean, you knew they were going to a little bit, but OK, I can live with 12. 12 is kind of like I mean, it reminds me, it's kind of like the NFL was until, you know, a couple of years ago. And, you know, at least that doesn't take it too far now i wish they would just leave it there and not try again yeah. to, to to add even more teams because then you really water it down yeah. because the baseball you know and i agree with people that have said that out there it's so long of a season that what's the point you know if you're not gonna it, 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 there, there should be it should there should be a cutoff to reward whoever wins the marathon you know unlike you know other sports but yeah, I mean that that the part that's the, uh, that stuck out of it. The money details, yes. I mean, hopefully, like you said, the 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 divide is is narrowing and narrowing, and hopefully they they get to at some point they get to the meeting point. Some of the figures that you talked about. So, and again, not surprising, money is the last sticking point. You know, that's of always course is. that's always going to be the case. You know, yeah, that's no shock at all. So, but but again, encouraging to see that that they're taking the time to to see if they can knock this out. And you know, it is it's like. It's basically the bluff's been called, you know, they're, 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 they, it was like, oh, yeah, then, oh, well, we're going to just cancel part of the season. And here we go. Well, now desperation kicked in. Yep. And now you're seeing the results. Yep. It was waiting to see if, which side was going to blink. And yep. There's one their game of chick. They had their game of chicken. And now somebody flinched. And here we go. Yep. And with that, let's see what happens today. I should probably start making my way up to back up to good old Jupiter now if I want to get my Crux coffee before everything starts up. Yeah, so, they're open already, man. Go, go, yeah. go beat the line. And no, yeah. I was honestly thought that I was going to be there, be up there standing outside that gate when, when they opened up this morning. <laughs> I, say hello to say hello to Vicky for me. I miss Jupiter. One of these once spring training, if and when, hopefully, knock on whatever this is. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll start after they hammer something out today. Hopefully we'll start soon, and and I can't wait to be up there again, yeah, hanging out. It, with you. And just a reminder: if an agreement does get into place, Man, Rob Manfred said about said uh, last month that it'll only take a couple of days for the CBA to get ratified and camps can open. So right. we could potentially have stuff as early as this weekend or beginning next of next week, week if right. everything gets agreed upon today. So. Cross your fingers for base for baseball. We'll see. And if we don't my table, have my table, my, my table here is glass. Yeah. Knock on glass. There you go. Okay. Hopefully that is the same same effect. <laughs> and if and if not, we have minor league camp starting up next week either way. So we'll we'll have baseball in some sense, but let's get the big leaguers in there. 
Yep. And with yep. that, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Fish Bites. Thanks so much again for tuning in. And hopefully when we're back next time, we'll be talking about spring training. One can hope. Thanks so much, everyone. Mm-hmm.